0: InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. Well, there's nothing wrong with making money, as long as you're not making counterfeit money. Our next guest says the bad guys are making a good living passing phony cash, and he'll share what experts are doing to fight the problem. Let's welcome Chad Wasilenkoff, CEO of Fortress Paper, to InfoTrack. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. First of all, tell us how big a problem today is counterfeiting in the United States.
1: It remains a challenge, and it goes through ebbs and flows. So uh, at any given time, it can cause a lot of pain and suffering, and the Secret Service needs to stay on top of it. I would say that the biggest challenges or problems they had were probably six, seven years ago. There was quite a bit of counterfeiting coming out of South America. They seem to have thwarted that. They found a lot of underground counterfeiters in some of the jungles. There's still an ongoing problem. It's believed actually to be out of North Korea, what they called, in the industry, we call the supernote where we believe, that again, the North Koreans actually have a commercial printing press making $100 U.S. bills. So uh, it's an ongoing problem and one that it probably will never go away.
0: Now, Chad, your company, Fortress Paper, is involved in making the real bills, is that correct?
1: Yes. We uh, have a banknote production facility in Switzerland, so we're the sole maker of the Swiss franc. We make the euro for 10 different countries on any given year and dozens of other currencies and passports for countries around the world.
0: What can be done to help solve the problem of counterfeit money?
1: It's a risk-to-reward and a general cost analysis that a national bank has to go through in terms of making these decisions on security features. Of course, every national bank would like to try to have their banknotes counterfeit-proof as possible, which means materially increasing costs to put in more security features, as well as some of the back office requirements, such as involving the police and having enough personnel on hand to go after counterfeiters and do the research necessary to try to isolate and identify them and track them down. So it's, it really is this financial commitment. There is sort of an internationally acceptable level of approximately 100 counterfeit pieces per 1 million genuine pieces. And that's sort of what national banks use to measure themselves against. If it gets much above that, again, it's just too much of a loss of confidence by the general public, a loss of GDP, You know, no country wants to have these signs in their retailers to say, you know, we don't accept the $100 bill or something like that. Again, it'll slow down the economy. But to go to the other extreme, trying to get it down to zero is just not reasonable or rational.
0: Now, there are safeguards that retail stores use. There are certain kinds of pens that react to the paper and so on. But I assume none of these are foolproof.
1: Exactly. Within the industry, we say that nothing is counterfeit proof. The counterfeiters are very innovative, and the margins, obviously, are spectacular. They can produce these replications for pennies on the dollar, and obviously, the face value could be, as an example, 100 U.S. dollars. So, a decade ago, as an example, to thwart the pens, which we're testing is this genuine banknote paper, counterfeiters in South America were taking $1 genuine paper U.S. banknotes using bleaches and toothbrushes, scrubbing off all the ink, reprinting over top of it the $100 banknote. Now you have genuine paper that would be acceptable to those ink pens. And even if the retailer were to hold it up to the light, it has the watermark, an officially made genuine watermark. It's just that the presidents don't match. But again, a lot of retailers where these transactions occur for counterfeiting and getting the bills into circulation. It's usually a dark environment or a fast-moving environment, such as a fast food outlet or something like that. And again, they're just not recognizing that the two presidents don't match between the watermark and the printed image.
0: We're talking on InfoTrack with Chad Wasilenkoff, who is the CEO of Fortress Paper, and we're talking about counterfeit money and how to solve this problem. I understand that the U.S. is coming out with a new $100 bill, and what safeguards have they built into that that you're aware of?
1: There's several new level one security features, so these are readily visible to the general public. One would be a new security thread, that's called Motion, where it has an image that seems to float in and out of view, so it actually looks like it's floating behind the paper. That's a great security feature. It's been adopted by many different countries around the world. It is difficult to replicate. It's not impossible, but difficult. That's an expensive feature for a national bank to commit to putting it into its banknote. They also have some new print images, new Types of inks being utilized. They're actually applied with magnetic, so it lines up these micro reflectors within the ink to help it come across with the color shifting technique that they're looking for. So again, difficult for counterfeiters, but not impossible. So, you know, this new $100 bill is going to deter the counterfeiters for the short term. Anything new that comes out, the National Bank will get the benefit for potentially a year or even two years, depending on how good the features are to stop the counterfeiting of that. But the counterfeiters that are set up will just move down to the 50 or the 20, where it's still utilizing the older technology and easier to replicate. And over time, they will find a way to counterfeit even the features here in the new $100 U.S. bill. The U.S. being sort of the global reserve currency is under attack from numerous countries at all times. So it's a challenge, especially for the U.S. to stay ahead of these
0: counterfeiters. Our guest is Chad Wasilenkoff, founder and CEO of Fortress Paper, and his company is a specialty paper company that does produce banknotes for countries around the world. Chad, in terms of changing the $100 bill and making it more secure, do you have any idea what the cost is per bill for all of that technology?
1: You know, we have our inclinations of what it costs, looking at what other currencies around the world have cost. We're not the maker and don't produce the U.S. bills. I think it depends on volumes and certain other things, but ballpark, I think you could estimate it's somewhere between 12 and $0.15 per banknote for the finished product.
0: For any of our listeners who might be wondering what they should do or what they should be watching out for with counterfeit bills, what advice would you have?
1: It's not something you really want to worry too much about. It is small. You know, when you're handed cash, just take that extra little glance at it if you're at all unsure. The quick and easy test is hold it up to the light. The watermark is usually the first giveaway. If it's a flat type of image where it's been done through printing, it's quite obvious compared to the depth created by a real traditional, properly incorporated watermark. Also, the touch and feel of the paper its very unique. Banknotes are made out of cotton, so that they can sustain the durability required in going through washing machines and things like that, and the tactile printing called intaglio, that raised or textured printing. So again, it only takes a few seconds, so it's generally worth doing, but it's not something I would have anyone lose sleep over most of the time you're not know, going to get stuck with one of these bills so remain confident in operating with currency
0: i would assume that most of the counterfeiting is not that good but rarely there's probably some really excellent stuff out there
1: yeah it depends from country to country and region by region there are kids doing color photocopiers that again are not coming across that well but yet they still, at the odd time, end up in circulation and they're able to uh, get past in these dark environments or fast-moving environments. But there are groups out there that pop up in almost every country where they are professional counterfeiters. The margins are so spectacular, and they actually get paid based on the quality. A low-quality banknote, where they sell it in mass quantities, call it at the wholesale level, they might get 20 to 30 cents on the dollar, but a high-quality, very good counterfeit can achieve 40 cents, 45 cents on the dollar so that somebody else is willing to pay that kind of price for it, knowing that they're still, call it almost a doubling of their investment. But again, it's a good high-quality counterfeit. And then there's these, what we call the super note, or the industry refers to it as that, where there are governments with professional counterfeiting operations where they make virtually a perfect banknote. It's only at the high-speed processing centers that they can pick it up because it doesn't have these hidden tag that the counterfeiters would not be able to get the uh, source code for.
0: I have to ask a question, and I always wondered if this was just a myth or if it was true that some companies like Xerox that made really high-quality color copiers had some kind of a chip in them that would reject currency. Is there any truth to that?
1: No, it's absolutely true. It's an international consortium that has gotten together virtually all of the photocopiers, scanners, printers have embedded or hidden software that won't allow them to copy or replicate properly a currency. So it's a group of the majority of national banks around the world. The Central Bank Counterfeit Deterrence Group has been established. They're the one that manage this. So again, it tries to help stop these color photocopiers from doing somewhat reasonable replications.
0: Fascinating stuff. We want to thank Chad Wazalenkov, CEO of Fortress Paper, for joining us today. And you can learn more about his company at FortressPaper.com. Chad, thanks so much for joining us today on InfoTrack.
1: Thanks for having me. You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know.